welcome to the TurfNet Renovation Report, brought to you by Golf Preservations, the Andersons, and Capillary Bunkers. I'm Anthony Piappi, your host. Joining me today is Peter Brooks, golf course superintendent at the Everglades Club in Palm Beach, Florida, where he has been in that position since 1987. Uh, Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to talk to me. Thank you. Now, now you've been there since 1987. So you did a 2002 renovation remodel of the golf course where you did greens and fairways. You did the greens in 2018, and now you're going to do the fairways again in 2022. I have that correct, right? Yeah, uh, that is correct. Uh, we, they, uh, uh, the club just had a uh, uh, financial uh, uh, committee meeting and a board meeting, and uh, because of some some other uh, very important issues, roofs leaking and such, that we're going to postpone the fairways off into 23. You are okay, and you and where you are in the world, you're you're 100 percent uh, Bermuda grass. No, yeah, yeah, we are uh, over 100 percent Bermuda, but we do seed our fairways and roughs with ryegrass for a little color uh, in the uh, winter months. Okay, so so tell me since 1987, and and more since since 2002, and that what's changed in the world of 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 regrassing Bermuda. Tell me what's different in, in all that time. Quite amazingly, I, uh, I double-checked with uh, several of my uh, cohorts and friends, and really nothing has changed. Uh, a, a few minor little adaptions. Uh, Bermuda grass uh, has to be uh, reproduced vegetatively. Uh, there is no seed for Bermuda grass. Okay. So everything is done with either sodding, or sprigging or plugging. There, there's been some couple of renovations on ways to sprig and uh, different kinds of uh, chemical additives here and there, but basically nothing has changed. Can you t- can you tell me about that? Like what kind of chemical additives and and what wh- what kind of sprigging? What would be different? As far as the greens go, um, basically everybody gets a USGA green prepared. Uh, if, if they can afford to, uh, which is uh, the best choice. And uh, sprigs, which is like a, basically a stem or a rhizome of the Bermuda grass, uh, the cultivar most people are using uh, in the South are either uh, Tiff Eagle or uh, Champion. Uh, there's a few other new varieties, but lately those have been the two favorites. Okay. Um, so the stolen or sprig is grown. Oh, in, in the nurseries, they're probably grown to, if they'll grow two inches long, uh, which is hard to imagine for the uh, uh, the many uh, many dwarfs that they are. But they and they harvest it with a like type of a uh, a verticut machine, where you end up with these real long sprigs and stolons. They're spread by hand on the on the. Uh, greens and they're diced into the fairway to where the nodes on the uh, stems and uh, stolons are underground and that's where the uh, growth comes from but the uh, the latest greatest um, innovation uh, was done um, in collaboration with BASF and some superintendents uh, in South Florida and then they ended up working with Pike Creek up in Georgia uh, they were spraying the fields with a fungicide, a lexicon. And what this was doing is uh, it was slowing down the uh, transpiration of the plant. 
and they would they would spread 21 days ahead before harvesting, seven days before harvesting. Uh, they would harvest the plant, bring it to uh, wherever South Florida, plant it, and they noticed that they never went off color, never turned brown, stayed green the whole time. Uh, sprayed again with Lexicon approximately 21 days after planting. And the uh, results were just phenomenal as far as uh, the speed of growing. Uh, something where uh, a lot of times it would be six to eight weeks before you had coverage. Uh, when we did it in 2018, uh, we had 95% coverage in four weeks. Wow. Uh, of course, we weren't down to height. We weren't down to height, mowing height, but we had the coverage. And then we were able to accelerate our grow in. And by the time we opened, they were just absolutely uh, beautiful. So that's been the, really the major um, innovation for green sprigging. Um, as far as fairways go, uh, the latest, greatest is an invention that uh, I don't know who, who did it, but it's called sod to sprig. And if you've seen the uh, sod where it comes in the big rolls, sure. well, they devised a method where you would have the big roll on the on this device where it was fed into a shredder and then and, and produced sprigs like on the spot and then diced into the ground. So basically they were like living, breathing plants, you know, 10 seconds before they were shredded and put into the ground. Uh, again, the same thing. You have a living plant going right in and not the harvest time and the trucking and the transportation and all that involved. So there's been some uh, really wonderful results with that also. And what have you chosen for uh, grass variety for your fairways? Bimini. And it's a, a, a cultivar that's basically being grown in South Florida. Okay. It's kind of interesting about how different species of Bermuda grass do better at, at different areas. Um, like when you get up into the Georgia area where, where things go dormant, uh, there's some different varieties of, uh, like Tiff Tough does very well up there. Okay. And so, and, and then I think there's a, a latitude, something that was in Oklahoma. Okay. Well, you know, does great in Oklahoma. Um, people are trying to grow it in South Florida. Uh, it, I guess it's doing okay. Uh, and, and some people have it. But uh, the latest, greatest for South Florida, or let's say south of Miami, or not Miami, south of Orlando, uh, is a big push toward this bimini. And it seems to be a natural cultivar that actually happened down here in South Florida. So it's already kind of like pre-adapted, pre-adapted to the climate and the tropics. And uh, from everything I've seen, it uh, looks very, very nice, and the people I've talked to, it, uh, it's just an excellent fairway turf. And, and in 2002, what did you put down on your, what was your greens and fairway that, fairways then? In 2002, uh, we had a Heinz 57 fairway, and we put down 419 Bermuda grass. Okay. And we had uh, Tiff Eagle greens. And, uh, and we also, we, when we did the greens over in t- uh, 2018, uh, we we stayed with Tech Eagle. And and what about the 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 process for killing off the existing turf before you before you transition to new grass? Is it still the same way, or have there been some regulations that have come in? The biggest thing that's uh, really come out is uh, making sure 
that you uh, neutralize your water, especially if you have any calcium uh, in your water, if your water is hard water. Uh, if you add glyphosate to hard water, uh, in short notice, it becomes really not that effective. And so people are using, you add ammonium sulfate, uh, 10 pounds uh, per 100 gallons, and it neutralizes the, all the hard water. And it makes the glyphosate that much more, I mean, are really effective. Some people were having a uh, lot of problems uh, killing Bermuda grass. It's quite hard to kill. Uh, but when you use the uh, product properly and neutralize all the um, hard water and the calcium in it, it works very effectively. And uh, we basically we basically do three applications prior to. It's, it's really very important if you're changing varieties of grass, you know, if you're going from 419 to 419, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're, if you're going from one variety of Bermuda to another, you want to make sure that you can kill it very well. So you end up with a mono stand, which is pretty much impossible to do. I don't know anybody who's been a hundred percent successful uh, switching over and creating a, a, a pure mono stand. So, most people don't really see it. Only uh, turf professionals do, but it's still there. So, so no, ma- so no matter what, you're going to get you're going to get an incursion from the previous variety that was there. Yeah, uh, you, you you really do your best. I mean, if you can get ninety nine point nine percent out, you know, uh, it, which it would be good. But when you think about that, point one percent on fifty acres, it's pretty big patch. <laughs> so you know right so uh and, and it's usually spread everywhere and if you want to uh, i mean the following year when you see it it depends on how aggressive it is if it's if it's growing up you know you can go and take it out and dig it out and kill it and re, you know resod those areas if, if it starts to be uh a problem but generally most people don't even notice it okay cool Let's do this. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Introducing Genesis RX, a line of comprehensive fertility and soil amendment solutions specifically designed for aerification, construction, renovation, sodding, sprigging, and seeding. These blends represent the most comprehensive fertilizers the Andersons have ever produced, offering single product solutions designed to simplify fertility and save time in application. To learn more, visit andersonsplantnutrient.com slash turf. From fairway and greens drainage to full-scale renovation work, Golf Preservations can handle your project with ease, and give you the peace of mind of knowing the professionals are caring for your valuable golf course assets. Since 2005, Golf Preservations has meticulously installed over 500 miles of drainage pipe on more than 300 golf courses nationwide, always keeping disruption of play to a minimum. Visit golfpreservations.com or call 606-499-2732 to speak with us about your next drainage or renovation project. The capillary bunker system keeps bunker moisture at optimal levels to eliminate washouts, soil contamination, plugged ball lies, and other bunker maintenance and playability problems. 
The patented capillary bunker system not only rapidly drains rain from storms, but also moves moisture back up to the bunker sand through capillary action as needed during drier weather. Capillary bunkers last longer, average a three-year payback, and provide better, more consistent player experiences, all with a 10-year performance guarantee. For more information, visit capillarybunkers.com. Okay, we're back on the TurfNet Renovation Report with my guest, Peter Brooks, who is the superintendent of the Everglades Club in Palm Beach, Florida. Um, Peter, for the people who don't, who aren't in deep, the deep south like you are, what what are the, what's the diseases and the weeds that you have to worry about? Um, maybe especially early on when you when you're doing a when you're doing a regressing. Oh well, diseases. Uh, I don't really know that there's that much of a problem with diseases with uh, regressing, but most certainly uh, weeds. Uh, I mean, probably every weed you can think of uh, out there tries to come in with it. And, and one of the things that we do is prior to not so much greens because they're pretty much a sterile environment because of the USGA mix, but your fairways. Uh, people are using a, a Ronstar flowable product that is applied uh, to the soil prior to sprigging, which uh, helps tremendously to where you don't have to be using uh, herbicides, uh, which would, you know, slows down the growing. So pre-emergent uh, herbicides is your, uh, really your best uh, management practice for fighting the weeds when you're doing the sprigging. Peter, is there a, is there a time, like, a, like the average time that a course in your area will regress? Like, is it every 15 years, if they have the money, every 10 years, Anything like that, or is it just kind of site-specific? Some folks have been going 30 years. Some have been going 20. Uh, some as few as uh, eight. So it, it just really depends. Uh, some people are chasing the uh, latest, greatest, best turf variety that's you know be ever been out there uh, or, or searching for the perfect grass, of which there is not a perfect grass. Right. So, you know, it, uh, it Certain grasses are very trendy. Uh, you know, back in the uh, uh, 1990s, everyone was like past Spallum. Oh, past Spallum, past Spallum. It's a savior. Uh, so, and uh, that lasted, you know, seven, eight years. Uh, and then that became a problem because uh, Bermuda grass would get into past Spallum. And it's virtually impossible to get Bermuda grass out of past Spallum. So that was one of the problems. It was also, uh, well, the plays a little bit different than Bermuda. And I guess during the, the first part of uh, 2000 and such, uh, celebration came along. There might have been some other grasses, but it seems like every 10 years there's a, a trend of a certain type of grass that, that everyone wants to jump on board with. And then uh, after a while, you know, they realize it's not the perfect grass. It has its problems, uh, and, it, and the trend continues. Uh, a lot of some folks went back to um, 419. Other people were trying latitude. Uh, people were looking at some of the uh, the grasses out of Tifton, and uh, lo and behold, like we are, we're looking at the uh, Bimini, and it's uh, quite promising. Yep. 
But uh, 10 years from now, who knows what it's going to be. Right, um, right. I think it's very similar to all the bent grasses that they have uh, in, in the north. You know, you go back to the years and you have all the, the different varieties of uh, bent grasses. So. Yeah, and there just seems to be, from my view, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that, that there's much many more varieties of bent grass than there are of, of Bermuda. Very well could be. I, I'm not that familiar with the bent grass. I, I, you know, any of the new names, if, if you're, I might not have even heard of them so much lately. But uh, being that I'm a <laughs> Bermuda grass, and then, of course, we haven't been traveling that much for the past two years, so we've stayed pretty close to home. So, All right, <laughs> yeah. right. Peter, how how is the attitude of um, your membership with? I mean, I know it's now been delayed a year, but do do members understand better, or more or less than they used to of why you have to regrass and 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 they're accepting of that? That's a hard one to answer. Some do, and some don't. Uh, some people just want to go play golf every single day and don't understand why we do. A lot of the things we do, you know, cultural practice, aerifying. What do you have to do that for? The greens were just perfect. Right. You know, so, you know, when it comes to aerifying. But as far as our redoing, uh, if you get them one-on-one and you take them out and show them where the organic buildup was, um, and, and you can talk to them, uh, they'll understand uh, whether when they get back around with their buddies, if they'll, you know, pass on the information or I'll go right back to, I don't want to spend the money or I don't want to do this. Uh, you know, right. It's hard to say, but one-on-one, I usually have a, a pretty good chance of explaining why it's needed. And they, uh, they grasp it. We go out and get some soil probes and look at the, how the ground has changed for drainage characteristics. And, uh, so, you know, if they'll listen, you know, most of the time they'll listen but uh, then again, some folks just uh, you know don't quite uh, see spending the money sometimes. So there's uh, uh, a lot of different opinions out there. So and, and is is it organic buildup? Is that is that what made you decide that that this is the time that it is? In, the, in South Florida, uh, that is the biggest problem that we have uh, is organic buildup uh, from the Bermuda grass. You have to remember, we're growing seven days a week. It never goes dormant. It might slow down a little bit in January, February, if we get cool fronts. Right. But uh, it never, ever goes dormant. So there's always, you know, roots and clippings, uh, rhizomes, stones, and and, and it's just a huge organic mat. Uh, We do as much uh, renovation, aerifying, Aerifying actually is uh, organic removal. We replace it with sand, verticutting, everything you can think of. But it's just, uh, right. you know, Brian Silva calls it an animal. It just produces just vast amounts of, uh, of organic material. And that's our, that's our problem. And that's what most of the people are dealing with. And removing it and trying the different strategies for... Right. Craze mowing, sod cutting it off, burying it on site, top dressing it with sand. Everybody's doing just all kinds of things to manage the organic material. How often do you airify your greens and fairways? When they're new, you probably only need to do them once the first year afterwards for for water penetration and 
air exchange. Yep. Uh, second year, you probably need to come back and then and get going in some uh, twice a year. Um, as they mature and they get to be in the eight and ten year range, twelve year range, you know, you got to start looking at three times a year. Uh, and that, and and once you start looking at to where you're going to disrupt it so much during the summer. That's when you probably start thinking about, okay, you know, we've got them tore up all summer long. I mean, why don't we just take a summer off and rebuild them? Right. Uh, fairways, uh, uh, pretty much the same story. When they're newer, it's a one, you know, one time would be fine. As they mature, it just needs to happen more often. And uh, of course, sand top dressing has been quite popular uh, in South Florida, uh, could be nicely because then the mines are very close by. Um, and uh, we're able to somewhat um, afford it and justifies it. Right. Uh, we've been averaging a um, thousand to two thousand tons a year uh, top dressing on the fairways, which uh, helps tremendously. Is that a, is that a cultural practice that didn't exist when when you started heavily dress, top dressing fairways? I did not know of anybody who uh, uh, top dressed fairways. When I started uh, in, in the business in the 80s, uh, the only uh, soil that really got up was from aerification, and then you dragged it back in. Really? Uh, it was never really, I don't know of anybody who trucked it in uh, thousands of tons at a time and top dressed. So that was kind of unheard of, yeah. Right, I'm sure. I'm sure it's the same way with other grasses too. You know, even in the in the transition areas and the and in the north when it's straight, that the the amount of top dressing that people do now is, you know, was unheard of. How many? Not that many years ago, you know. Yeah, thirty years ago. Yeah, thirty years ago. It, it was. Yeah, I mean, greens. Yes, tees. Yes, uh, and uh, so yeah, all the 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 art of top dressing has uh, been uh, developed. Um, over the years and uh, uh, now, especially, um, I use a product that is called camo sand and it's, uh, it's, it's colored sand. It's not all green, but it has speckles of all different colors. It's like when you look at a green anyway, it's not all green. It's got all kinds of little browns and yellows in it. And so this top, this particular top dressing has all these different particles of sand blended in and we put it out with walk rotary spreaders and uh, nobody can even tell we did it. It's, uh, it. No one even knows we top dress anymore. And uh, and we top dress every Thursday with, with the product, and we put out uh, uh, a ton and a half of uh, the sand on our greens every Thursday, and nobody knows it. That's amazing. So no more com- no more complaining about <laughs> it. They're always top dressing. So I like that. I don't see it. And so this is peak season for you, right? I mean, right about now? Yeah, well, it's, it's just getting started. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, a lot of uh, guests over the holidays, right. and we'll slow down a little bit in December, and then we'll have the same thing, uh, a lot of family and, and guests for uh, the Christmas holidays. And then we hit the ground running January, February, March, and April. Four months. We are Really, our whole season is, is uh, 90% of our plays in four months of the year. Wow. Yeah, so... Yeah, and then you get to take the summer off, right? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I go to Europe and uh, down to the Riviera and hang out all summer. So, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievably, that's, some people actually 
like, what do you do all summer? <laughs> because they're not there. They think I'm not there. But uh, no, right. you know, we're there all summer <laughs> renovating, verifying, taking care of all of our projects. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. So. That's great. Okay. Well, listen, Peter, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your time. This has been great. That concludes today's episode with my guest, Peter Brooks of the Everglades Club. You have been listening to the Renovation Report on TurfNet Radio.